I'm an addiction psychiatrist, and I've been working with substance use disorder patients for a long time. Unfortunately, what's happened historically in medicine is that substance use disorder treatment has been separated out from other mental health treatment. People don't think of them as related issues, but they are very related issues. Most substance use disorder patients have co-occurring mental health problems, and there are common risk factors for people winding up in the position of having a substance poisoning or a suicide attempt. Those common risk factors include what we've been talking about, co-occurring mental health problems, but also childhood histories of uh, trauma. So if somebody comes in for suicidality, they should be thoroughly assessed for substance misuse. And vice versa, somebody comes in post-alcohol and drug poisoning, they should be thoroughly assessed for mental health trauma and suicidality. And right now, we're not doing a great job at any of that. And more than that, we could be doing a whole lot more upstream on prevention. Really much more is needed at young age, screening for mental health problems, screening for trauma, and providing interventions early so that we prevent these future behaviors from leading to early death. The medical examiners, the coroners, really face enormous resource challenges in trying to just process the numbers of people who are dying from self-inflicted use of substances or suicide. And so if there's no suicide note and they don't have the resources to spend a lot of time looking at medical records, talking to family members, doing what used to be called the psychological autopsy, they tend to have to default to coding it as unintentional. But we know that many of these people had some degree of desire to die, and some clearly are intentional, but the threshold that they face for having to code is pretty high for suicide. So it creates a problem because the national media conversation was all about accidental overdose. And when you label something like that, the implication is, number one, nobody could have prevented it. It was an accident, which that's just wrong. Even if it's an unintentional overdose, there's lots we can do to prevent. And one of those things is providing substance use treatment for folks. But the other problem is that it conveys a message that these are people who are being reckless or irresponsible. And that creates a really hardened heart. Like, well, you know, you're going to make dumb choices, you're going to live with the consequences. If you hadn't been using, this wouldn't have happened. And the reality is that people who suffer with either substance use disorder or a mental health disorder, they're really struggling. And both sides of the coin are very treatable. But many people aren't getting screened as needing treatment, and many people who even are identified as needing treatment can't access the treatment. There is no one-size-fits-all treatment, and that's a myth. You know, people sort of have the idea that, okay, if we're talking about opioid use disorder, for instance, medication-assisted treatment, that's, that's what they need, that's all they need. Well, that's just plainly not true. They also need treatment for co-occurring mental health problems. They, many of them have social problems or financial concerns or interpartner violence issues. And so what we really want people to understand is that there are lots of avenues for help, and 
we want them to work with us to insist that this cannot be parceled out and fragmented anymore, that you know, this has to be a comprehensive approach to care. And families matter too. Families need as much support as the patients who are getting treatment.